0: Hello, welcome to a pretty special podcast. So this is celebrating Rhiann Pitcher's turning six years old. We're like the age of an annoying child now. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's progressing in leaps and bounds. So we've got a fair few people here today. Uh, we've got Erica Martin. Hello. So Erica starred in Foxhole in 2017, and she's pretty much a Wonder Woman. She does theatre, film, music, her own podcast. I am but a Wonder Woman. she doesn't have time yet. to
1: clean the oven, so. <laughs> I don't, it's true, it's true. Don't tell, don't tell, um, oh wait, no, you've told everyone now, thanks. <laughs> I was going to say we're on a podcast. <laughs> my shame, bring all my shame out at it.
0: We've got Ashton Clark, who has been working with Round Pictures since 2017, originally as an intern, and she is now a development executive. Ooh, thank you. That sounds way (laughs) fancier. We've got Courtney Cheshire. Is it Cheshire or Cheshire? Because you said your
2: name the other day, and I realised I've been saying it wrong. Cheshire is what my family says, but you may be saying it, like, correctly. (laughs) That sounds proper
0: English, though, Cheshire. Yeah, so yeah. Cheshire. We do, do we have a Cheshire over here? Yeah. I mean, yeah,
2: we do. As in, yeah. like, a place, the place, yeah. Yeah, place, it's right yeah. next to Wales.
0: Oh, okay. So, Courtney Cheshire.
1: <laughs> it sounds wrong now, I can't <laughs> say It, it sounds <laughs> wrong to me. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, Courtney's been working around pictures since 2015. Oh, my lord. Um, basically, doing majority of the art design. Everything really,
2: yeah, it's been and a blast. blast. I was a little yeah, baby when I met you, now. now I'm still little a baby. baby.
0: <laughs> I know it's kind of weird when I think about it. Like, when people say, like, How long have you known Courtney? It's like, I think I started talking to her when she was like <laughs> <laughs> 12. It, it wasn't that no, young, it was so it like it 16,
2: probably. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. It's
0: fine. Um, and we've got Naha as well, who's been on the podcast and part of Team RP since 2018. Wow, so you, it doesn't you're feel, like feel the that way. <laughs> But like it feels like you've been like with us for like ten years. Yeah. Yeah. But I
3: I feel like it's getting to that point where people are getting sick of me now. And my friends are telling my friends tell me that they hear too much of me every week, so you know.
0: I mean if they're sick sick of you, God knows what they think about me. No, they really like (laughs) you. Oh, that's (laughs)
3: great. No, I'm happy to be here.
0: Oh my. Good, I'm glad you guys are here. Uh, we might be joined by a few other people later on, but due to technical problems and people forgetting, um, it, it can't always be helped. But yes, so we're here, we're celebrating Round Pictures turning six, we're going to talk a little bit about the past, what we've been through, reveal some secrets, behind the scene things, basically just talking about the production company and like what we've been doing and things like that. Um I'm going to go way back now to 2013 where I don't think most of you guys even knew about Ryan Pictures. Nope. No. No. <laughs> no. So we say real I said Ryan Pictures I, I want to do this without sounding super boring and like you're watching the history channel. Okay. So like <laughs> I'm going to say the history but like if I start getting boring like try and
1: tell me. In a second <laughs> we'll or do you want us to say karis you're boring now? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Because I tried to like When I was planning this I was like I want to like Obviously educate people About like the history Whilst keeping it fun Like our normal podcast Kind of like thing And then I thought like What some of it is Super boring Like I I don't know Anyway So yeah 2013 So we shoot the film Sister We did this film In like three hours The shot list Was on a posted note We had no Sound recording equipment we had no lighting. We had nothing. It was just me and two people doing it. And then that's how Rian Pictures was born. It's really weird thinking back now that's how simple it was. And now if like I called one of you up and went, yeah, we're going to do a film. The shot list is on a posted note. We've got no sound, no lights. Two people. Come on. You'd be like... I'd cry a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> do
3: you know what, though? Based off what um, the Game of Thrones creators said, that they... Were skilled at in their thread. You're already more co- qualified than them. <laughs> Do you reckon? Yeah,
0: I reckon so. Yeah. I remember that. So that's I started that up then, and then 2014 we did three films back to back. So I don't know where that confidence came from. <laughs> we did. Why are you sad? Which um, this was quite funny because this was the first time I used real actors. So before I use that, my friend and my sister. So I used this website called mandy.com, which is very popular now, but back in the day, it was a very basic website. Erica, I don't know if you used it back in the day.
1: Um, I did use it before it was called Mandy. Um, and yeah, But I think it still seemed kind of cool then. This was only probably, f- oh gosh, no. It was about four years ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: like four years ago. So you basically put this advert online saying, look, I'm shooting this film. This is where I'm shooting it. There's no money involved i didn't do that cringy but you'll get loads of exposure um because like what exposure can i possibly give you um i basically said like Look, if you want to like get something in your show reel this could be cool for you but don't expect too much kind of thing i have no idea what anyone replied to it if it was that sad on the description um but it was really weird because like people sent in auditions and you said yes and then when you went to meet them at the train station like you'd never met them before so like you just let strangers come in your car mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a a benefit to being a female film director. I think when that's the situation, I think you're probably more inclined to jump in my car than some guys. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, Yeah, (laughs)
1: definitely. Actors will do anything, though. We're,
0: yeah, you know. Do you think? Do you think I was going to ask you this though? But do you think it's changed now compared to back then? Because I feel now, obviously, with our budgets, they're so low. So a lot of the time, the actors unfortunately don't get paid. But a lot of people still do it which is great because it's just kind of doing independent work but i feel like now people will be less inclined to reply to an ad like that or do you think there's still people out there
1: i think there definitely are still people out there um i'm one of them i'm happy to i mean you know Obviously, in an ideal world, yes, we would all like to get paid for artistic things, but whenever that conversation comes up, like on Bossy or whatever, you know, people are like, you have to pay. I know, Karis, I know. But like, you know, you have, you've got people just kind of going, how come you, you know, how come you don't have a budget? How come you're not paying people? People deserve to be paid. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. Except like... The government doesn't support artistic endeavors at all. Where is this money coming from? Unless you have a, a backer who is loaded, where is the money coming from? So, you know, you do have to sort of rely on your, your friends or or people who just do want to have the exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you can always find people who are at that stage in their career, you know? Just yeah. don't write stuff for, like, a whole bunch of old people who don't... <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I I, I tend, yeah, I tend I to that. write stuff where it's like, who do I need... You know, and who and who is available? Who's going to be available? And the answer is, you know, young people. So
0: it's funny you mention that because, like, the, my first three, four films, there's no adults in them at all. And someone said to me, like, "There's no adults in your films." Is that like a metaphor? And I was like, "No, it's because I can't find any adult <laughs> actors that will work for free for a director that's not done anything before." So you write, like you said, you write roles for young adults or late teenagers because that's who you probably are going to get to work with. Is people that are just getting into acting or just getting out of drama school who just want to get the showreel together. So it is basically like, like you said, you're not... If I wrote a massive sci-fi production, I was like, yeah, it's 20-day shoot, there's no food, there's no... Like, of course I'm not going to say, like, yeah, I'm not going to pay you because that would be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I'd just like to put it up as a joke to see if anyone actually replies to it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm down! <laughs> So we did Why You Sad and we did Coming Home, um, so Eleanor Brown's not in this but Eleanor Brown was in Coming Home and Coming Home was the first time when I met actors where I was like, I really want to work with you again. Um, and it's funny because when you meet actors like that you start to kind of think about future writing and future roles, you think that person would be really great for this and that person would be really great for that. And I really like the idea of being one of them directors like Wes Anderson or Martin Scorsese who use frequent actors in different things. Mm. So that was quite exciting. But Coming Home was different because we shot this. It was meant to be like a 20 minute short film. It ended up being like a 30 minute short film. Cut down from a 50 minute short film. We shot this over like 10 days. And I generally think it was just experimenting like what we could do and what we couldn't do and things like that. But the actors on this film were amazing. But there was this one guy... Oh, no. (laughs) And it's totally fine because he's not going to listen to this podcast. (laughs) And on the last day of shooting, like, I don't know if you guys have seen Coming Home, but it takes place on a train, and this couple are reminiscing about their relationship and their breakup and their subsequent relationships and how it kind of shaped them, etc. And it's set on a train. Just want to say again, it's set on a train. So the day we're going to shoot on the train... This actor says to me, do we have to shoot on the train? And it was one of them times where I thought, oh, my God, this is one of them challenges as a director. <laughs> Obviously, later down the line, I have many more <laughs> challenges, which we will get around to discussing. Um, and I didn't really know what to say. And he came up with this whole other plan of how we were going to shoot it at a bus stop.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> and I... He tried. He just wanted to completely re- redo your, your whole idea for the film. <laughs>
4: Yeah, um, And didn't feel like his, like You like shouldn't have pitched this day one We were
0: at the train station <laughs> Oh my god <laughs> So I kind of turned to Eleanor And like you. It, it's it's difficult I mean Erica you've directed before as well It's difficult when you're in that situation Because you have all this element of control But at the same time you're quite an anxious person And you're kind of like Okay I, I want to please everyone As well as exert it across my idea So I was kind of like yeah maybe but let's try the train first <laughs> <laughs> and when i think back i like, generally think why did i even entertain that that like, is so diplomatic
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's i yeah i would have been like no it's set on a train <laughs> <laughs> good that's good that's really good of you though caris <laughs>
0: do you think yeah so yeah, and then after we finished shooting, me and Eleanor Brown went for a McDonald's and I kind of said to her, did you think that was a little bit odd about the um, bus stop suggestion? she went, oh my God, thank <laughs> God you said something. <laughs> and since then, me and Eleanor have been friends. So it just goes to show sometimes an awkward situation, a situation that makes you feel uncomfortable, can then lead to a bond with another person. <laughs> so yeah. So that was coming home. And then for some stupid reason, I decided to shoot a feature film. So we're going to go on to Demi. Now, you guys have all seen Demi. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank God that would have been quite awkward (laughs) if you said no then, considering you all work for the company. It's all good. (laughs) So Demi. Demi was intended to be a four-weekend shoot do you see where i'm going with this
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> yep
0: now we the first weekend we shot so basically with demi we hired out this dance hall for two weekends to film all the dance scenes to fill the classroom scenes and the first day this is the first day we get to set so the first day we got on set this is my first feature film two of the actors don't turn up the hall next to our hall is a kid's party and Nicki Minaj super bass is playing uh. so loud that the sound guy is getting a migraine. The food doesn't turn up. Do you see where I'm going with this? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's oh, God. like, And obviously, this is the first day on set, so I'm thinking all of these actors are going to think I'm an absolute fraud. <laughs> they're going to go home. And I think I sent an email to every single person that night saying... Please come back tomorrow, please don't give up be on this film. It was yeah, have you ever started a project and it's been really, really bad on day one, yeah, be honest, yes. yes, yeah, okay, so what brought you back to it? like what inspired you to go back to it?
1: benefit of the doubt, I think, you know, do you think, yeah, because because shit happens, you know, unless yeah. it, like. I think, I think I would be more concerned if you yourself were a disaster. Like if I showed up and the director, <laughs> you know, like, if, if I showed up to something and the director like clearly was either an asshole or didn't know what they were doing or was making bad calls or whatever, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or if there's, you know, a couple of people at play that just don't know what they're doing. But if, if shit happens, like actors don't turn up, which is not your fault and all these other things, which are clearly not your fault. I don't think that that would, you know, dissuade me from coming back.
0: Well, that's pretty good. I mean, now, if we did the podcast and, like, mm. I'd not planned anything and, like, I kept saying, oh, my microphone's broke, my microphone's broke, would you come back the next time? Yeah. Or would you kind of be like... No, I, I wouldn't, <laughs>
3: yeah. I think generally my, my thinking is if, if a first day goes badly, it's only going to get better from that point on. Like, it's not, yeah. not going to get worse.
0: So we're good. That's very different, let like. Well, that's good. Well, They did come back, which was quite (laughs) good. But Demi was actually the first time I had to fire an actor.
5: Mm.
0: Yeah. So we had this experience where the actor just didn't kind of... Didn't fit in with the storyline and didn't really fit in with the cast. Mm -hmm. And um, they did this thing, which I really don't like. Um, I don't think any director likes it. But I think, for me... With any of you, I think all of you have come to me in the past and been like, Karis, look, I really like this idea, whether it's it, all four of you. I really like this idea, but what about changing it this way? Or what about trying it this way? Mm-hmm. And I always listen and I'm always like, okay, cool. But what I don't like is when someone comes to you in the middle of everyone. Ah. Yeah. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and like yeah. undermines you. Has this happened to you guys before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they come to you and they're like, we should do this. And it's like, okay, well, that's not a suggestion, is it? That's that's a, that's um, what do you call it? Like a demand, isn't it? <laughs> that's just undermining, challenging, yeah. You, yeah. And I said this before, because I said, like, I don't mind being challenged as a director. I don't mind being challenged as a person. But it's when it's in front of everyone else, because then you not only if you've got the pressure from that one person, you've got pressure from the entire room. Mm-hmm. And it was quite, it was bizarre. I think, and there was this one moment where the person kind of said to me. Um, it was about their costume, and they said that, oh, this dress smells funny. And I said, okay, no worries, take it off and we'll change something else. No, it's fine. And I just thought, well, it's clearly not fucking fine.
1: You're <laughs> like, why would you bring it up unless yeah. it was, yeah.
0: yeah. And again, it was kind of like brought up in front of everyone, so then everyone's kind of like, I saw a few of the actors like this. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> sniffing their own clothes just like to make sure and okay. again let me remind you this is the first day of an 8 day shoot mm. of my first feature film Dime. so yeah it was um, it was it was quite bizarre but no and obviously we had super Superblaze playing so the issue we had was the hall that we hired had like two halls connected and every time we hired our hall a child's party hired the other one. Uh So we had to do a whole other extra weekend of shooting in the hall. And, um, yeah, it was... it Budget-wise, it was not very fun. But moving on, with Demi, it was very beneficial. And I think people... I still get messages from girls who watch the film. They're like, thank you so much. This film was so great. I showed it to my friend. I showed it to my mum. She understood about being bisexual. And I think bisexual now it's being challenged even more because some people are... Someone said recently, I don't know if you guys watch Big Mouth.
3: No, mm. I didn't get into it.
0: There's a scene in Big Mouth where a person was pansexual and they referred to being bisexual as too binary. Mm. Mm. And I just thought, oh, that's a whole other kind of thing, challenge, bisexual s kind of thing. Wow. But Yeah
1: i had that i had that conversation recently and i I, did you yeah so i actually thought those thoughts so i always referred to myself as bisexual and then i think it was this year where i thought it's really weird to use that term um and i don't know it was a friend of mine we were talking and and we did feel like it enforced the gender binary okay which was like not something i thought of before i mean i don't really care for labels anyway so i was sort of like yeah, well, I don't. I don't. Why do I have to call myself anything? I mean, I'm in a position where I don't need to feel like I need that kind of, um, like I don't have to be like this is this is me. Like I'm finally, you know, revealing. Like I don't have. I don't feel the need. I for thought that. you were going to sing the great showman song. And <laughs> this is me. <laughs> well, now I kind of want to. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I can see why. I can see why. Um, I guess especially from a, coming from a, you know, a group of people who might be more, presumably more um, open about the gender spectrum to, to, to still use bisexual, I guess. Um, but also everyone can you know, decide for themselves. So,
0: Well, this is the thing. I had a conversation with someone recently and she said um, she was talking about bisexual films and I said, well, do you think Demi still holds up? Because obviously if people are moving more into pansexual rather than bi, and she was like, no, no, that's a bisexual film, don't ever try and change that. That's like, we haven't got enough of them. And I was like, that's very true. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I was just doubting myself. I was like, oh my God, is my film now offensive? Because you know what I'm like, I'm always worrying, like, am I being offensive? Am I, have I said this right? It's just, yeah, mad benign no, i think now i'm gonna have to make a pan-sex- pansexual film just to be okay you're gonna have to have a whole scene where people
4: just don't know what it means <laughs> I, yeah like i <laughs> have the same yeah. thing like i say i'm bi but i don't care about gender but it's far more difficult to sit say i'm pansexual explain what it is say it's not a sa- sexual attraction to cutlery <laughs> oh my
3: god yeah, <laughs> this is the
4: thing because it's still wait people have said like that's it what yeah yeah, yeah. When yeah. I go old pansexual and someone goes, <laughs> does that mean you're attracted to pans? I'm like, oh, oh
3: my god, stop. Just
0: stop. <laughs> <sit And there's, laughs> someone down, at get work the, the other day thought it meant like when people are attracted to bridges, Can you know, you get them people <laughs> romantically involved in bridges and buildings.
4: Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so like I've said before, it's just far easier to say bye because at least the majority of the public know what that means and it's taken so long just to get the public to know what that means and mm. not only for you I'm not strong enough to have that zone. argument again like.
0: yeah. yeah exactly i think it's hard <laughs> as well like we've said before as well when people uh, when people are part of that community you don't come out once you come out like 3000 times throughout your whole life mm. so to then change it or to adapt it i mean if you're bi you're bi if you're pan you're pan um but no it definitely made me think recently with demi like it does it still hold up as a bisexual film but there's definitely quotes in there that are still relevant today i mean i don't think i mean we you don't see more bisexual films out i think on the podcast if we spoke about a bisexual film this year huh. anyway i'm gonna bring bring lauren into the mix because lauren's Hi, here uh. <laughs> Oh. You just snuck in during
5: I just came on and I was like, chat. something very serious is happening, and, and I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to sit here quietly. Um, but
0: yeah. Lauren, we're going through the history of round pictures. Guys, if you listen to this and don't know who Lauren is, then I don't think really you listen to the podcast very regularly. <laughs> Lauren... As but you've been you've been there since the beginning, so you're like one of the longest serving members. So you're as crazy as me. Yeah, I mean,
5: I feel like I could be like technically a cool founder fi- no, um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but
5: like literally from the very, 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 very start,
0: very, 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 very start, yeah. very start when and we yeah, were like children. Up, work with children. We were That's children. What I said. Like Courtney's mm. been working for pictures since she was twelve.
5: I mean, what year did really we tw- you do sister?
0: Two thousand and thirteen. No, was it? Yeah, I I I'm, I'm telling the truth. It feels longer. Two thousand and thirteen.
5: What year what did we do daily
1: <laughs> We just did this whole history. Can just listen
0: back to the episode. I was eating dessert. Hey, wait debbie 2014 but we did most of the post work in 2015
2: yeah and that's when i latched on was demi had already been filmed and i started talking to you when you were editing it and i remember you color grading it i remember like when i first started talking to you (laughs) i also remember that
0: because This is what makes me laugh. So after you finish a film, I think a lot of people think, oh, that's nice, when's it gonna be out? And you're like, there's so many different stages to when this is gonna be out. And with Demi, because we had to do reshoots and additional shoots. And then we kind of got to the point where we had all the footage, and then we were like, right, we have to find a sound designer. I've never worked with a sound designer before in my life. And we meet this guy off the internet. Now, this is the thing about working in the (laughs) film industry. You you meet everyone from the internet. I know all of you people from the internet. Mm -hmm. The majority of you probably know other film people from the internet. Yep. Mm -hmm. You're all nodding. There you go. So, we meet this guy from the internet and we meet him for a coffee to discuss sound design. Now, for those of you who are listening who don't know what sound design is, it's basically when you work on the sound of the film, the dialogue, the special effects, the soundtrack, and just blend it all in to be this beautiful thing you don't even pay attention to and all their hard work is forgotten about. So, we meet this guy and let me just reiterate again, he's going to be a sound designer. So, all, his job is the sound. And this guy says that i need to reshoot my film i need to recast my film i need to re-edit my film and he'd be happy if i come to his house and work through the night with him to get this all done wow, i'm assuming that really wasn't oh, i should have <laughs> taken a screenshot of all of your faces <laughs> there because they were absolutely priceless
4: no. <laughs>
0: also um, by the way you
5: say that you didn't work with a sound designer uh, I take full offence to that, given that <laughs> oh <my> god, sorry. <laughs> considered I did the sound design for the first one, which was horrendously bad.
0: It was not Not your film,
5: bad. my work job. was very bad. Oh my, sorry. <laughs> it was like, you Karis, know, uh, you didn't record with a microphone, uh, so we're just going to have to wipe out all background noise, and uh, oh god, it was bad. It was not bad. It People were... like
0: that film. It was fine. Oh, God. I can't. Well, at least you didn't sexually harass me. That is true. That's one. One point for you. But, yeah, I mean, so this guy, if you had a meeting with this guy, what would your thoughts be as a collective?
5: What's your address? No. um, (laughs) What's
0: your address? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. When can I come over? Well, I obviously, as I've said before, I'm very... Well, when you when you're fresh into the industry, you have this thing where like I don't want to insult anyone. Mm. You got to remember this was way before Me Too was even a meme, never mind an actual movement. Yeah, it's this was way before that. So I kind of like left that meeting, and I was with my producer who was a female, and she was like, "I don't like this guy. It's creepy. Like, why is he telling us to reshoot our film?" And I was like, "Yeah, I totally feel the same way, but we haven't got another sound designer." So your desperation kind of over-highlights your safety, which is absolutely ridiculous when you think about it. So we come away, and I've set up a second meeting with him, because like you said, Erica, benefit of the doubt, even if they're creepy. And I can't make the meeting because I have a family thing. So I email him, and I'm like, hey, really sorry, can't make this meeting. I'll get back to you with a rescheduled date. This was his email back to me. Hi, honey. Ew i don't think you're taking your film very seriously your personal life should not be getting in the way of your film craft talk soon kiss who the hell is this guy
3: oh my god call the police yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who is this ew so i go back to him and i'm like Hi, I don't appreciate being called honey via email. Um, I really need you to just focus on the sound design plans. Could you please come back to me with your thoughts on the sound design? Kind regards, whatever. And he came back to me and he said that I was being bossy. Okay, well, you're his boss. (coughs) So, (laughs) fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, so needless yeah. to say, my first experience with a sound designer, Lauren, you're not actually all that bad. <laughs> no, that is true, that is true. I can't yeah. do the job, but I'm nice. <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh, God, yeah, that's brutal.
0: <laughs> that's so bad so, needless to say after that i d- <laughs> i did not work with this guy and then we ended our working relationship and i didn't hear from him again because i locked him on everything um, could you imagine if you went and that's life. how we
5: met toby who's worked on all <laughs> 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 and then he just and appears the Scott. Sky. <laughs> oh, oh, i know right now
0: thankfully after that we did meet toby who is I think, to be honest, anyone I would have met after that situation probably would have turned out to be a saint. But Toby <laughs> is an incredible guy, Literally and he's been angel. a sound designer. <laughs> He's a literal angel. Mm. Um, he's been the sound designer on everything since then. He's never once sexually harassed me or called me honey. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, Toby. And he like the sound like kind of, the the bar is love.
3: like on the floor. <laughs>
0: the yeah. bar is on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and with Toby, I went to Pinewood Studios and we mixed Demi at Pinewood, yeah. which is insane. Wow. Absolutely insane. So we got an incredible situation out of that. Um, but there was a moment where I was thinking this is never going to happen. Um. Moving on to the colour grade of Demi. <laughs> <laughs> so I meet this guy. <laughs> 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 it's worse and worse. So I meet this guy and he's another filmmaker and he's like, I'll happily colour your film for you. And I was like, thank you so much because I'm really struggling with time here. Um, I really appreciate it. So he colours the film. And it turns out that the way he coloured it, the software, it basically didn't work, and I had to recolour it myself, which was fine. I then got a message from this guy, at Christmas, and it said, Hi, Karis. Hope you're well. Have you been naughty or nice this Christmas? Ew, with a winky face. What? Looking forward to working with you again, winky face. What? No.
4: Just no. Where does
0: why do they feel the need to do this (laughs) but the reason why i'm telling these stories is because now i work with a predominantly female team everyone on rianne pictures is a female team or non-binary team and i think sometimes people challenge like why don't you work with men why don't you work with men like you've got problems with men and i'm just highlighting through this podcast and just through when i talk about rianne pictures in the past it took a long fucking time for me to be respected as a boss because I'm a girl, and it took a longer time for men to work with me. And this is not me saying because I'm gorgeous. This is me saying just being able to have a conversation and feel safe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. without being worried that I'm then gonna, you know, I don't know how to describe it. Because I think people now with this with the Me Too movement, they think everything's fine, and what they don't realize is a, it's not. This still happens all the time, and b. There's a lot of things. Like, those two guys, they could still be out there doing it. Mm -hmm. I can't do anything about it. Because you can't report someone for sending a winky face. Mm -hmm. Because people will be like, oh, you're overreacting. He was just being friendly. Kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you you guys relate on that? Have you had experiences like that where it's like, you know you feel uncomfortable. But you kind of feel like it's not that serious enough to take it to another level. Oh, yeah. Courtney, what's your kind of history Um, with that?
2: So, when I was still in film school before i switched to graphic design i was in a sound design class and there was this we had to do um a group project where we used the boom for the first time and there was this kid that had sat next to me and was super nice to me like um from the beginning and then he found out i had a boyfriend and he started like really flirting with me in the most just like weird super uncomfortable like when we were recording with the boom a uh, a condom fell out of his wallet and he like looked me dead in the eye and luckily that was a case where i was reco- we were the third person in the group was another man boy i mean we were like 18 um and he kind of helped me out and made it less weird so that was a case where i was thankful to have another man in that situation i think if it was two women the kind of creepy guy would have came on even harder but that was definitely... And it was for a school project, so I had no choice. So I just kind of got through it. And I, I should have said something to the professor, but I didn't. Because <laughs> I didn't want to deal with it.
0: That's the thing. I think it's hard. Like Back then, like you got a feature film on your hands. You're like, right, we need to finish this in like yeah. four months' time. And you're like, do I just continue working with the creepy guy who makes me feel uncomfortable so I can get my film finished? Or do I search again for someone who might be creepy, who might be creepier... Or might not be creepy at so it's a very hard thing. But I'm just highlighting here what it was like five years ago to make an independent film, because this is the thing I think Me Too highlighted a lot what happened in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that happens in independent film oh, yeah. that's even worse because nobody gives a shit. Mm-hmm. We do, obviously, mm-hmm. we do. Round Pictures does, and other people do now. But it's it's difficult. Um, but Demi got finished, thankfully. I was actually working at a film festival that year in London and Carenza, who was the lead actress of Demi, was working at the festival with me. And someone said, um, so what are you guys working on at the moment? And Carenza said, oh, we've done a feature film. Karis directed it. And the guy said, directed it? You mean she was the director's assistant? Uh, And I just thought, at that point, I was like, I'm so fucking done working at festivals now and that's the last festival I worked at. Holy shit. Doesn't...
5: This like I had never experienced things like this a while because obviously I don't really work in film. Um, but I was I've obviously been playing like gigs and stuff for mm. about five or six years and it and even then I was like, It doesn't really happen to me. I've always like people have always asked and i like, No, it's not really happened and then one gig last summer, right? Um, the guy who like organized the whole event, I play in a band with two other guys and he came up and was like, Whose girlfriend are you? And I was like, Um, I'm just like the actual other member of the band and like um Darren who's like the singer of the band was so good and was like no she's like a like she's no 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 like she he was so mad and then we went to soundcheck the same gig and the guy just went uh female bass player uh blah, blah. Oh. and I was just like you don't say male drummer like it's not like a, like <laughs> oh it was infuriating such a but it's I not as bad as your experience.
0: No, but yeah, it's, it, it's, no, really, it is bad. You got. That's cool. the thing. You shouldn't measure against other people. That is still bad. Yeah. I love that female bass player. Yeah. Unless like, so I have, like two so bass gay.
1: players. I know
5: exactly. Okay. Exactly,
0: exactly. I know.
2: <sighs>
5: I, I can't.
0: <laughs> I think that should be the title of your next Just album: Female yeah. Bass Player.
3: <laughs> oh my god, I'd love that. Just female
5: It'd bass. be player.
0: such a good throwback. This is True. Um, so 2015 we also did extra time and this was a film about female footballers um, it was about it was about drama it was about family it's about divorce and this was the last film I did where I got spoken to like a piece of shit by a male on set. So, just showing it gets better, it's highlighted. So, with this film, obviously, we had female footballers, and I kind of, it's hard when you're shooting a football match because it's all staged. Mm. Um, obviously, none of you guys were on set for this, but we didn't film 90 minutes of football match because there's no point. You're making a 10 minute short film. So, we staged it. And so, I'm in the middle of staging this. I'm like, right, three of you stand there, two of you stand here, one of you stand here, we'll have the ball here. And one of the camera guys comes up to me and is like, you do realise that they're all offside right now. And, again, it was one of them things where it's, like, said in front of everyone. And, like, if it was, like, for me, if I was on set and, like, I don't know, Erica, you were directing, I'd be like, Erica, can I just have a word for you a second? Are you, is this the finished product? And you'd be like, yeah. I'm like, okay, just so you know, two people, they're offside. Are you keep them like that? And you'd probably be like, all oh, right, cool, all right, cool. But I wouldn't say to you when you're in the middle of blocking, because, like, blocking is getting everyone ready before you shoot. Um, you do realise that three of the players were offside, And I was just like burning with rage because I just thought they're not in the right positions yet. We're blocking. And it doesn't even matter. They're not even going to be shown. Jesus. Just do your job. Just do your job. That's all I have to say when you're on set. Just do your job. Hmm. Um, And there was another moment where one of the actors was directing another person. And I just thought, oh God, anyway, never mind. But yeah, extra time. That was that done that was 2015 i actually started writing foxhole in as well so it just shows you how long i worked on that fucking film before <laughs> a24 stole it and made midsummer
3: <laughs> i was waiting to see how long we'd get into this show before you mentioned this <laughs>
0: 2015 i have a notebook i can show you is it your twitter bio, awesome bio or uh... <laughs> just like generally. a24 come at me <laughs> I generally it made me laugh because I didn't even notice it. I had people tweeting me saying, "Have you seen this trailer for this film?" And I was like, "What?" And then I watched it. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah. This is like when
5: <laughs> Ellie Goulding stole my song.
0: <laughs> yes. If you if you if you don't realise this by the way, Ellie Goulding generally has stolen Lauren's song. What?
5: But I have no financial, uh, you know, to sue Ellie Goulding. Are, are you not taking her to court? No, I don't. I know. It's the no. same chord progression, but like we can, uh,
0: yeah, it's fun. People. If it if makes you feel me better. I tell everyone that you that sh- she stole your song.
5: Yeah, that's right. I mean, if you want to try and figure <laughs> it out, you can listen to her song, which is what what is it called again? Close to me, close to me, and yeah. my song, uh, the way out, Lauren Bird, um, Kiss You, know.
0: and uh, I'm gonna put it at the end of the, the podcast. It's the same, like it's the same. It's the same song. Ellie Golding has stolen Lauren Bird's. Except dog.
5: hers is not about depression. Hers is not about
0: depression. She doesn't have depression because she stole her stolen uh, uh, There you go. There you go.
5: Sorry, always on the tangents. Why don't you do a GoFundMe page? <laughs> GoFundMe, <laughs> please uh, finance think- me to sue Ellie Golding, Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Do you know what? She's probably a nice girl. She didn't. I'm sure she
0: didn't actually state it. It was just an accident and whatever. Um, I know some information from a source that she actually hasn't paid off her student loans. That's interesting. I know this because
5: I know the same source and I've told everyone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've told everyone too.
0: And, and now it's on the podcast so not only does she steal songs she doesn't pay off her debt so to be yeah.
5: fair
3: have i paid so, my student loan off not at
0: all yeah but you're
5: not ellie told well, you probably okay. could
3: have probably could have paid off your debt had she not stolen your song
5: that is a valid point there yeah. you go
3: i could get that Abby, money pay her student yeah. loan
5: and my <laughs> <wife> as well. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it's terrible okay <laughs>
0: Okay, so moving into 2016, Like a Girl season one. So we started shooting this. Um, this was such a like a test thing. I've never done a documentary before. It turns out documentaries are super cool because they cost no money. Hmm. You don't have to worry about schedules. If someone doesn't turn up, you shoot someone else. It is actually <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're thinking about making it a film, do a documentary because it is cheap. It is cool. It takes two years to edit, but it, you know you get out there and you do things. A little bit of sexism on this. I was interviewing a, a guy once and he said to me that there's no point in women playing football when they get to 25 because at 25 women have babies. And then he said, that's not sexist, that's facts. Mm. And it, I just thought, how is that a fact? That means that every woman at 25 has a baby. That's not That's some crazy like, dystopian
3: the- world. I girl. mean, I've <laughs> clearly run no. out of time on this one.
0: I was gonna say, let it's all bring our children in. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was pretty fired that uh, and I was like, I looked down, like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. but it just made me laugh, and we had like a disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's
5: pop. Just a I quick story.
0: Day. I was in, I was in Aldi today, and we were doing the grocery shopping, and the guy behind the till said, "Here, here's something to take home for the little one," and it was like a sticker of like a swimmer for something, and I thought. Does he? Does he know I have a dog? <laughs> or <was he> like, <laughs> I didn't really know what to do with it. It was weird. But yeah, there you go. But no, like a girl was very, very good. And do you know what was really great for me is that a couple of the girls that I worked with messaged me after and said because Demi came out later that year, mm-hmm. and they messaged me and said I really love Demi. I don't know if you know, but I'm bisexual too. And it's really lovely that recently I saw like three of the girls that were in like a girl season one. And they posted on, like, Bisexual Awareness Day. And they posted with their girlfriends. And I just thought they're so lovely that, like, they were bought into, like, Rianne pa- Pictures a little bit. Saw this film they probably would have known about if they hadn't known about Ryan Pictures. And, yeah, it was just really nice. I just thought I'd share that. that I really love seeing them, those girls that I worked with when they were, like, 16. And now they're, like, 18, 19. And they're, like, comfortable with themselves. And they're confident. And they're at university. And they've got a girlfriend. And, yeah, I just thought I'd share that. That's really nice. That was sweet. And Demi come out that year, and Demi got into three film festivals. Lauren, do you remember when I called you when I found out Demi got into a film festival? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, it's a stunning memory in your life. There were as it is so in mine.
5: many. Uh... <laughs> oh <laughs> yes.
0: Really? Yes.
5: No. Be
0: more specific. It was the first festival that we ever got into together. Was it the day? It
2: was the Florida. Okay,
0: then yeah. See, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, You have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? Yes, I remember there's... putting
2: laurels on the poster. You did. Yeah, that was like the first like graphic treatment I did to a poster for you, just so. Because you know I didn't do the dummy poster.
0: Do you know what makes me laugh is I was so excited about putting that first laurel on a poster when we first got one. And now, because we have like twenty on a poster, I'm like, for fuck's sake, another laurel. And it's just so funny because, like, when you first get a laurel, it's so exciting because you're like, oh my god, it's leaves and it has the name of the festival and it's us. And then when you've done like twenty, you're like, oh fuck, now I've got to fit another one on the poster. It can't cover her eyes and it's got to be on the left or the right. And it's it's just funny how times change.
5: Although we Um, did very quickly be like, should we go to Florida? And then we were like... We did. <laughs> and then we were like, we can't afford that. We can't afford that.
0: No. Because we, we got into Florida, and then about three weeks later, we got into Canada. That's And my right. mum was, was like, oh my god, I'm going to send you to Canada. And I was like, yeah, it's in three weeks. She was like, yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> they need to give you at least three years' notice. <laughs> they do. Yeah. That's the rough thing about film festivals. You only get, like, two months' notice, yeah. which is why I've only been to Sunderland, because it's down the road. Yeah. So... We need to get
5: into some Irish ones. (laughs)
0: Um, We're trying. Um, And we had the Demi premiere, which, who came to the Demi premiere? I was there. Not really.
1: Was it just me? Or did
0: you come to the next one? No,
1: no, no, we didn't, no, no, I think we didn't know each other at that point.
0: I met you late 2016, I think, so it was just after we had the premiere. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so bizarre. Lauren, you went to the demi premiere. How was it? Because that's our first premiere. It's like a Ryan Pictures company. We had no idea what we were doing. I mean,
5: I, well, I was just very. Have you um, forgotten uh, this awkward. as well?
0: Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Have you forgotten this as well?
5: No, I was there. I remember. Um, I just remember being like, I don't know anyone, and then like spent the whole evening talking to uh, Eleanor Ring. Yes. Like. And then being like, they're the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, it
0: made me laugh because Lauren traveled all the way from Ireland to like a film festival where her music was like showing. And we had this brilliant board so you can take a picture in front of it. Lauren got no pictures. <laughs>
5: <laughs> that was a chance Like she was there. <laughs> I know there was one photo, I think one random photo that like, like someone took the, and I'm in the background. and I'm like, see, I was there there's proof I was there Yeah, and we had McDonald's and it was great
0: we did it was it was funny it's like the first premiere we did we didn't really know what we were doing we just thought we'd put the film on Mm -hmm. people would watch it and then they'd go home um which obviously if you've been to a round pictures party since then there's a lot more to it we have games quizzes prizes all sorts of stuff but so you got to the end of the premiere which by the way halfway through the film stopped playing (laughs) oh no that's right it was very, very hard, and it was kind of like one of them things I thought, I know it would be too good to be true, but it was fine in the end. But, yeah, and we sat outside McDonald's, like, me in a ball gown, Lauren there, Scott, holding an award, Annie in McDonald's. It was like Brie Larson. <laughs>
5: I know. A24, yeah. they stole that too. It's Lady Bird. No, um... <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's
0: too much. And also, that, yeah, 2016 was one of the best years of re pictures as well, because extra time premiered in new york on broadway and uh That's... was nominated for seven awards winning one no eight awards winning one um so we had a really good four months of low of success which meant that the pressure was so on us for 2017 it was quite scary mm-hmm. so yeah cool cool so 2017 we go into foxhole and i remember putting the casting call up for this and erica commenting on it saying oh i'm too old for this film <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, well, because, no, because you put out... You said, you know, I'm looking for... I think you were looking for, uh, like, a, you know, a handful of actors or something. you like, you know, I've been casting between, like, 16, 19 playing age, and I was 30-something at the time. So I was like, <laughs> dang it. <laughs> Why are you not working with people who are old biddies? Anyway. Do you know what's funny? Because
0: when we wrote the part and put things together... I had an idea for like every person, like an actor I wanted. And I really liked you for the role of Micah, but I was like, I don't want to ask her, because like I've only known her a couple of months, and so, like she might not want to do it, because it's has got no money. Like, I don't want to pressure her, like hey, be my friend and be my actress. So like I left it, and then when you commented it, I was like, this is this is stars aligned. This is stars aligned here, kind of thing. So I, I put the bait out. I was just waiting for you to latch on.
1: So you were know so full of it. Oh my god. You're, I'm not.
0: This is honestly the bottom of my heart. We should have we should have heart.
1: coordinated then because I was I was like agonizing over my self tape for that. I was like you know I I was filming something else at the time and I like woke up early and I was like really feeling it. And I was like okay I'm gonna do it now. I'm gonna do it now and like <laughs> spent a bunch of time on it. And I was like she's, she's not gonna pick me. Oh they're just gonna pick me. I'm, like, mm. that
0: was the first film where I didn't do the casting on my own so I had three other people that I think Ashton watched a few of the tapes on this as well
4: Mm -mm. I can not joined yet
0: you haven't joined yet god that's weird I know Um, I think it was Amy, Sophie and Charla and they basically watched all the tapes first and sent me their comments basically just fishing out because we get some audition tapes where like literally it's the top of someone's head (laughs) (laughs) like I'm being dead serious they've like set the camera up and then like just not watched it back and then just set it off we've had audition tapes where it's cut off halfway through and they've just been like yeah that will do we've had audition tapes where it's someone else is knowing you get someone else to read the lines Mm -hmm. it's like a two person scene and like whoever you read the scene with you want them to have a little bit of charisma but sometimes they don't so like this is an example so you'll get someone send an audition in and they'll be like I just can't believe that I'm going to be on my own forever. And the other person's like, what makes you think that? <laughs> and when you watch it, it's so jarring. Yeah. It puts you off the audition. So, yeah. We can... It can literally be like, I just don't know how I'm going to survive anymore in this world oh no don't say that it will be okay (laughs) where it's like their mum or their dad or something it's quite funny but yeah so we did the foxhole auditions we got an incredible cast and the cast of foxhole is an amazing cast i'm still so so proud of this film i think it's a beautiful film i'm really really happy that we did it and um we did we did a lot for the experience that we had. Erica, I don't know if you can remember too much of being on set at Foxhole. You were on set for a day, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've always said that with Foxhole, we're not with Foxhole, we're filming, always shoot the easiest day first. So if you've got like a short scene to do, if you've got one location to do, do that first because it gets everyone like in the mood, ready to like know what's going on, you get familiar with people. And so we did that and the first day was great, fantastic, amazing. The second day, we're at a farmhouse. It's a long day. We were shooting for about 12 hours, I think it was. I was up from 5 o'clock because I don't sleep when we film. I don't sleep, I don't know why. And it was challenging. So, the biggest challenge we had, and I'm going to talk about this openly because I think it's important to. We had someone on set that basically felt like they were too good to be there. And they did not hide that fact. Mm. And they spoke to people incredibly poorly, including me, including the producer. And at one point we were in the middle of shooting a scene when they said, I have a phone call to take, and they just left the set. And Erica's smiling, because she probably remembers this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And as I said before, when you're in independent film, obviously they say time is money, and it's a very old fashioned movie thing to say, isn't it? But when you're shooting an independent film, you rely so much on, obviously, things going to schedule and things running right, but you also rely on other people to actually all come together, and it's a little bit like a machine. If one part falls out, the machine's not going to run very smoothly. Mm. And I think that was the first time that I was generally shocked by a diva attitude, and it wasn't an actor, yeah, that's this shocking, right? <laughs> it was. <laughs> I feel like after I said that. I should have probably backed that up a little bit for confidence. But it's just because the diva stereotype. If someone said, "Oh, there was a right diva on set," you'd be like, "Oh, was it an actor kind of thing?" Because it's that stereotype, old Hollywood. I'm not coming up my dressing room kind of thing. Mm. But I was so taken aback by it. But obviously, again, I was in the middle of a four-day shoot. Mm. I was on day two, and this person was needed for day three and four. So it's not like I could just be like, "Right, don't come back," because what were we going to do then I have to find another creepy person you know um so it was really shocking really hard and I it's difficult with me because I then have to be the person to fix it and I forget that sometimes I'm like oh my god something terrible has happened on set oh shit I have to do that kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) so that's the hard thing about director because you're like oh no what's happened that's terrible oh shit it's my job to do that thing so that was that was hard and it was difficult because for the first time I had to suck up to someone just to make them come back mm. so I had to say to this person like you're so important, like we understand you, like, you're one of the most important people here like I'm so sorry you feel this way, which was utter bullshit I'm going to completely admit this right now what I wanted to say was get your fucking act together, everyone's here, everyone's working hard we've all got phone calls we need to take you can put your phone in your fucking bag but I had to be that diplomatic person, like, you're so important, you is kind, you <laughs> are smart. Like, <laughs> just utter bullshit kind of thing. And it, it kind of shocked me a little bit, because I was like, oh, my God, this is the film industry. This is catering to people's egos to get things to run smoothly. And I think after that situation, I kind of vowed that we'd never do that again. Because it's not a nice situation to be in. Mm. I mean, and if, if one of you guys, if, I don't know, it's, I'd never behave that way. It's weird. Have you ever come across that when you've worked on different projects before when someone's just been so demanding?
1: Uh, I'm
4: demanding, no. More useless. Just like, you know, when you have (laughs) someone who's absolutely useless and you're like, you have to make this decision between, like you say, trying to find someone to replace them or just struggling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had a sound guy and he wouldn't put his headphones on and i kept looking at it and i and no it gets worse it gets worse and i said what can you not put your headphones on because i was script supervisor so i was like i need to know if my turning the pages can be heard he went oh no it's fine i'm going off the levels on the zoom recorder
0: oh
4: yeah and i just and the whole room just went silent we would just stared at him we were like what is wrong with you
0: so in that situation, did the director or producer like tell him, no, mate, you have to put your headphones on? Um, I think I was the one I just had enough. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> just put
4: I your control. headphones
0: on and I like, turned a page. and I was like, can
4: you hear that? He went, oh, yeah, I actually can. I was like, great. So the last three takes are useless because I've been flicking pages. Ah. Uh, and this was, yeah, this was for our final year project at uni. And like you say, we had like two weeks to film the whole thing. And he was just wasting our time. Mm. And as it was, he didn't show up for one of the shoots. And we were like, oh, no. And then kind of went, like, no, no. We will, someone can multi-roll and just pick up a boom because this man is useless. Yeah, like, I've never
0: been bit. so glad to see the
4: back of someone in my life. <laughs> like, see, that's the
0: thing, I think when you, like, hopefully one day we'll be working on, like, a lot of productions that are much more have a bigger budget and it'll be so refreshing to be in that comfort zone of where i can look at, look to you ashton and be like that person's fucking shit get rid of them hire another person have them here in the morning i never want to see that person ever again in my life that's and it, it could probably happen yeah
4: i mean thing, the you've thing got the money
1: film.
4: yeah i just think as well like i don't get people like that like you're saying because for me film is such a creative area it's a passion isn't it and I don't understand people who are divas because surely you're there because you're passionate about it why Mm. else are you there especially if it is unpaid you go because you love the project or you like the team you're working with you don't go there and then go oh nah screw this
0: but she she said at one point I don't need to be here (laughs) and I I, kind of just thought like then why did you turn up why did you take the job like that's what I didn't understand. It was like, did you have a ch- sudden change of heart? Because, like, I think we hired everyone, like, a good two months before we shot. So, like, <laughs> everyone knew the drill. But, yeah, that, that that sentence, I don't need to be here. I was saying, bitch, I don't need to be here either, but I want to be here. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. She sent me an email after we finished saying, it'd be great to work with you again. And I was just like, <laughs> move to spam. <laughs> no. Deary me. But we had the Foxhole premiere that year, and the Foxhole premiere was our second attempt at a party, and I feel like we got better. I feel like we knew a little bit of the situation. We had games, we had a raffle, we had prizes, we had a quiz. It was more, I don't know, more out there. I don't know, I enjoyed it. Did you guys enjoy it? Erica, you're the only person that came. <laughs> it was great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it was really great. I'd never been to anything like that before, because I mean, I'd not really done, I I think all of the... F- film stuff that I had done had happened that year so so like I didn't know I'd never done anything like that before um so I I was really impressed actually because especially because it because you know this is independent film and you just don't really know I think I mean I knew what to expect from you in terms of what you know the work that you put into your stuff so I should have not been surprised that it was so good but like but you know you just sort of I don't know, you see pictures of like Hollywood, like, you know, film premieres and things. So you're like, hey, that's what this is going to be like. I don't know what The Independent is going to be like, but it was great. It was like, it was like a smaller version. It felt like a smaller version of the kind of stuff that you see like in Hollywood premieres or whatever.
0: Yeah. I think one thing that's hard with independent film is that you never really get a chance sometimes to celebrate your accomplishments. Like it's all done via email or social media. It's like, well done, I loved your film or your films got into a film festival oh i can't go because it's in canada it's nice to actually get the team together and like just celebrate and just have fun and that's why we we put the parties on um and obviously we're not doing one this year because we're going to do more events next year but it's just it was just nice to kind of get everyone together and plus a lot of people when you're on set like you don't always get the time to like socialize and get to know people mm-hmm. so no it was a really good party i, I, had, I had good fun um, and then on to 2008 so, like a girl season 2008? 2008. <laughs> I was just testing you. <laughs> I'm like, did you not hear about the time machine I got at the end of Is that when we did
5: Sister? It's what, it feels more like 2008. Yeah,
0: 2008. I was making very bad six form films, and we were watching nine. Glee, and yeah, we were watching
5: Glee and being internet pals. <laughs> internet
0: pals yeah glee didn't actually come out till 2009 oh my god what (laughs) yeah 10 years ago
5: i feel like i was too old just an off point
0: point. i'm gonna make a documentary on glee because i'm sure there's a conspiracy theory behind it all i'm just convinced but like like catfish Catfish to make it so bad like catfish because there's so
5: many gleeks that know each other around the world and like
0: it's known. like a dirty word. It's like, are you a uh, Gleek? <laughs> I think I wrote a tweet once because I think someone said something. Someone insulted me because I wrote a, a, a review on Letterbox. And I was like, bitch! I was a Gleek on Tumblr in 2010. Don't come for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, I've been through it all. Okay. Oh, God. Don't starve. Oh, no, your man's um, on X Factor. <laughs> I, don't know, I watched that. Last no, no time. he was pretty good. He was good. Yeah. He was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 2018 <laughs> this was the year we launched the podcast oh. yeah. um, the podcast that was basically um, just because I was listening to loads of podcasts at the time and I kept talking to myself in the car so I was like I might as well just talk to an actual microphone with another person <laughs> and I probably developed less hysteria um, and the podcast was bored but I mainly did this Erica inspired me because Erica had a great podcast That I loved and I really wanted there was not enough women around on podcasts I still don't think there is especially when it comes to film and creative arts and things like that but this mainly was an idea to keep in touch with like my friends because I was moving up north Mm. and I had that whole thing about moving away from London and I'm never gonna work in the film industry again and all that kind of fear Mm -hmm. I guess you could say but yeah, and the podcast was made and it's really weird that people actually listen to it I and
5: do forget, I do forget
0: to. that That's <laughs> <laughs> me, me and Neha just listen to it all the time just to listen to the sound of our own Yeah, minds. it is, it, it is, Scott, is just us Scott caught me the other day, he was like, are you listening to your own podcast? And I was like, I'm just getting ideas for improvement I do
2: it <laughs> every time I sit in my office with my headphones on My coworkers would think I'm a psycho, but I listen to my own voice every time Yeah <laughs>
1: No, both. That makes perfect sense. I I was I felt a little bit like an egomaniac the other day because um I I go for a run on my lunch break sometimes, and yeah. I was listening to my own song while running. <laughs> I love that. I <laughs> but it's such that. I I can't, can't it's, do like, that. it's like a it's a dance. I mean, I wrote a bunch of dance music for the play that we did in in September because it was mm-hmm. like set in a club, and so I wrote a bunch of like really stupid club music, but some of it's actually quite good. <laughs> Are you singing so was, on like, it? running and it was really getting me that's me know, jazz so i was like <laughs> no i'm not ashamed of this at all
0: <laughs> i love that i just love you i think why not you might be art. i think there's a connie west story where like he listens to his own music and he oh, does yeah. and he's yeah. just like that's dope but like
5: <laughs> are you sick? Sing- are you like singing on the the tracks fair play i can't I'm like, why did I breathe there? Why did I, like, it's just like,
1: no. Oh, man, I got over that, I got (laughs) over that ages ago. I've been recording myself, you know, with the same lick over and over again. Because I did opera, right? So I had to be doing that all the time to make sure everything was perfect, perfect, Mm. perfect. And now I'm just so over it. I, like, I, like, especially that song, actually, I think I recorded it, you know, one time. And then it was like, yeah. And I'm at that place where I'm just like, I'm not going to overanalyze every single thing I do. Like, there's some things that need to be analyzed, you know? Like, I'll make sure the instrumentals are exactly Mm -hmm. where I want them, more or less. But in terms of vocals, like, I've beaten myself up so much for it that it's just like, if if I get to a place where I'm like, yeah, this is fun, and then I can go, that's a little bit weird, but whatever, that's what the song Mm -hmm. is. And I'm sure that a lot of people, Mm -hmm. you know, most people, I think, they listen to their own stuff, and they're like, you know? But regular, I said regular people who are not, <laughs> people who are not making the art, the other listeners don't see those things Yeah, and they see the beauty of that moment. So They say
0: this like with edited as well. So like, I'll watch like something and I'm like... Oh. God, I should have moved that to like that part. I should have bought that in like two mm-hmm. frames. I should have bought this. Mm-hmm. But then like I watch it with a friend, they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? The film's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to get to that level like you're at where you're just yeah, like, oh, same. it's fun, it'll be fine without obsessing over it. I you I know, get that with the podcast. Like, in the early days, I'm like, oh my God, we've got to scrap that whole section because I was breathing too loud or I've got to move that bit because I hiccuped. But now I just like, just roll with it. Like, it's fun. People like authenticity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because it's not too, pu- I like that. I think Rianne Pictures in general is not too polished and I think there's a good element of it too there, Mm -hmm. it's just a little bit, you know breezy, we do our best with what we've got, you know except that time I didn't record oh god, I recorded a whole fucking podcast with Lauren and she forgot to press record (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking like a fucking hour here Oh, it was a good one too then we had
5: to recreate it and it was not as good (laughs)
0: Oh god that was fun i'd forgotten about that oh god actually. it just came back to me that's there. one of my favorite memories um so yeah 2018 we had the podcast we also had foxhole success So foxhole got finished no creepy sound guys no creepy color graders um and he got into sunderland and that's the first film festival i was actually able to go to where my film had played and i was so excited and i walked up to the front desk I said hi I'm here for my film Foxhole and they said that's great is the director here with you Uh. come on but it was all good it was all good I um and yeah and I had my first Q&A which was really weird because I kind of sat there like really excited and I thought oh shit what if they don't like it what if they say things like why did you make this film Mm. why do you exist why? Do you,
3: why do you exist? The
0: I've I've worked at film festivals where like they ask really brutal questions, and I was like, shit, why am I here? But it was fine. There was no weird questions. I did speak about Charles Manson way too much, though. For like I mean, Courtney, like you and I talk about Charles Manson all the time. but like, oh, yeah, this was a public event, and I was kind of like talking about him too much.
2: I've been there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: yeah like a girl season two we shot some more of that we shot with the women's super league which is like the highest women's um football level in england which was kind of crazy like we shot alongside sky sports and bt sport which was mad which was really bad i was there with sophie and a guy did say to us girls you do realize you're not allowed to go on the field when you're shooting and i was like yeah thank you we do we do know that he also told me that I should crouch down to get a good angle with my camera. I don't know whether he thought I was like a school student, like here on a school trip or something. But I think at one point I did turn around to him like, I run a company. So yeah. So that was fun. But it was quite funny when we were shooting an interview and Farrah Williams, who's like an England legend. Come on. Hi, Scott.
2: Come,
0: on. Come on. Cara. doesn't want to go for a walk, so she's hiding yeah. under my desk. Oh, <laughs> She does this a lot, though. Go on. Good girl. Bye. So Farrah Williams is an England legend and we're interviewing her in this room and this group of guys are talking so loudly and we've already told them to be quiet like two, three times. And in the end, she turns around and says, will you shut up? And it was beautiful. I just felt so chosen in that moment. I was like, thank God, someone's got me. Um, So yeah, there was that. And then we had the fifth birthday party um this was an odd one because technically it was a failure in regards to like numbers and budget but a lot of people who went said they had fun erica and ashton you were there can yeah. you clarify or am i going crazy
4: no i mean Erica, like... you were
0: drunk so <laughs> <laughs> did
1: you say i was drunk you turned up drunk yeah oh yes i turned up drunk yes <laughs> um well my husband and i went gone to this brew dog thing and, um, beforehand and had a massive falling out. And then we went to your party. So Did we you had a
0: falling out? I didn't know that part.
1: Yeah. We had had a terrible fight. And then I was like, I'm going to Karis' party. We have to go to Karis' party. So I dragged him to your party and I was so happy to be there. Cause I was like, I was, this is what I was looking forward to doing that day. Um, and you know, and he, his thing was over now. Um, and I was like, this is what we're doing now. Ugh. Um, and I actually did have a lot of fun and I actually think he did have a lot of fun as well so I think it was for the best like I think it worked out for us um, because of your party
0: (laughs) so So I've saved your marriage you've basically basically saved
1: our marriage like we would be divorced now if it weren't for that party
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. But it was
1: raining a like a bastard that day. Like it
0: was honestly, it was like Noah's fucking ark outside. Yeah. And like, so Ashton and me and Sophie, we've worked on this event for months. We planned it out. We found this beautiful venue because the previous venue we wanted to use decided to charge us double, and I was like, yeah, no. Um, so we found this lovely venue. We worked really hard on decorations. We had games, we had a, we had like a raffle and everything. And then on the day, Ashton, you were there, literally every time my phone went off, it was someone dropping out. It was and it, awful. And it got to the point where Scott took my phone off me and was like, right, you deal with who's here, you forget about it. And he just took my phone away. Um, it was crazy. And it was hard because obviously you're at an event and you're raising money for the company. So we do like a fundraiser to raise money for the company. Um, and you're meant to be hosting so you've got to be smiling happy like inviting people in but at the same time you're thinking we have a bar bill that we have to pay and if Mm. like i think we had like 40 people drop out on the day (laughs) oh wow yeah so it was intense because i was sitting there smiling like yeah i hope we're having fun i'm gonna have to pay a thousand pounds if we don't have a good time tonight so (laughs) please
2: buy more drinks
0: it was crazy, but it was fine. In the end, the bar bill got covered. I think a few of my friends were like, I know there's not a lot of people here, but I've bought three cocktails, so everything's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was good. And it's, like I said before, it's hard um, when you're hosting the party and when you're directing the film to kind of take yourself away for a second and enjoy the experience. So yeah, it was definitely a big lesson, but it was nice to have everyone around. It was good to have the team together and things like that. Plus it was a big test, not test, that sounds wrong, sounds a bit psychopathic, but if you see who, <laughs> I know who's my real friend, it was kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> no, Lauren, you're in Ireland, it doesn't count. No one who struck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was struck off, It's fine. And Courtney, you're like in America, like I'm not pissed you did, can't swim
2: <laughs> across the ocean. <laughs>
0: But it did kind of sh- highlight, I think, sometimes, like, how important people regard you and your thing, really. Because it, di- it is difficult sometimes where you've got, like, um, a creative side thing and people it's taking people people take it seriously. Uh, do you guys relate to that? Do you still get, like, people say, like, oh, it's just a hobby or, oh, it's just your side project kind of thing?
3: Yeah. it's
5: see with gigs as yeah. well. People are always, like, po- they're like, oh, we'll come to your gig, we'll come to your gig, and then, like, Five minutes beforehand, yeah. they're like, "Have a good gig," but we we're not coming, and you're like, "Thanks so much." uh <laughs> I, it's it's very similar.
2: <laughs> I have people who don't take my because cur- I, you know, I'm fortunate enough to work in a career like my creative thing is my career, um, and I work at a university doing graphic design. And all of a sudden, I had family members like, "Oh, you're a teacher, so you have a real job." <laughs> like it's not design; <laughs> you're a teacher. I'm like, I'm I, no, I don't have a master's mm. degree. I can't teach at a university. I am 22 years old, but I'm working as a graphic designer.
0: (laughs) That's the thing. It makes you laugh. Like, I, this past week, I directed a commercial for my company, like, my day job. Yeah. I directed a commercial. And it was really cool, because, like, I was like, wow, I actually know what I'm doing. And there was people that were like, this is so cool that you know how to do this. I have no idea what I'm doing. And you just walked in and you know what you're doing. Like, where did you learn that? And I thought, I've been doing it for seven fucking years. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, I didn't, I didn't yeah. read a Wikipedia page or Cliff Notes. Like, it takes a lot of time to know what you're doing. And then there was people, like, when I come back to the office, they were like, oh, it's cool. They, like, incorporated your hobby. And I'm like, hobby? Hob- hobby is hobby. reading or uh, watching Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. This I've had to train for. Like you need to carry on doing. It's like Erica and Lauren with your music. It's not like a hobby. You guys work your ass off, writing and making this music. Ashton, you bloody work a day job, you're doing an internship, you're doing this, you're doing that, and you work for Rian Pictures. how you're just doing so much work with your day job, then you come and do a podcast and you're writing a TV show for Rian Pictures. And Courtney, you just do everything, so I can't even comment (laughs) on (laughs) that. I think it's hard sometimes where people just think it's like, oh, it's just like a hobby, like anyone can do that, can't they? And not that i'm saying
2: like what we do is like profound but like, sometimes... it's not a fucking hobby though yeah
1: <laughs> no yeah. no because like a hobby is something that you enjoy doing like this stuff is... no, no, <laughs> I, no, no, no. I just <laughs> know like, mean, I just I know mean you like mean... you know the for, yeah. f- if we take the example of like you know writing music like my favorite part is is writing the song and then it's all downhill from there. Yeah, like you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean. Like I, I I'm get like that. with I've, writing I've a food. I'm a, a fucking amazing song. I'm so happy, and then it's like, oh shit! Now I have to produce it. You know, yeah. like now, I, now I have to do all this work. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's um, like
0: when you finish your podcast. You're like, oh my god, that was so much fun. Now I've got to edit I'm it edit and it. write twenty social media posts yeah. and upload oh, it and code it. It's, yeah, I know what you mean. That's a good. That's a good point, actually. I like that. Yeah. It's nice. Um, Yes, in 2018, 2019, we shot our first Northern short film coming out for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Ashton, you were on set for this. First two hours of the day, we did nothing as the makeup artist didn't turn up. Yeah. Literally, every time
4: you're talking about, like, these unreliable people, I just keep flashing back to this. (laughs) The makeup
0: artist didn't turn up. None of the actors turned up with makeup on because we told them not to because we had a makeup artist. So I had four actors in my bedroom Around my small collection of makeup. Now you know how pale I am. Look at me right now. I'm blended into the door. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have a lot to work with, but bless them, they did it. They worked very hard, and um, yeah. So we did our first short film up north, and it was uh, it was weird having Christmas in March, <laughs> but also kind of nice. It was bizarre, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. It was
4: nice. So we had like this lovely festive atmosphere, and then you sort of walked outside, and it was getting warm, and you were like, oh i'm not sure (laughs) but no it was amazing like all of us were just in your kitchen and the atmosphere was amazing
0: Atmosphere was great and it was good to like i said before foxhole the cast was amazing this cast was amazing and it's one of them things where there wasn't a single person on set that was difficult a diva it was just nice to start the day and finish the day on a good kind of atmosphere so that was really cool We released Like a Girl season two, finally, it took (laughs) me two years to edit that thing. bit like you, Erica, I got to the point where I was like, yeah, that'll do. Yeah, (laughs) it does not sense. That'll do. No one's going to watch it anyway. It'll do. But people have watched it, which I'm quite surprised at. Um, And we've had people message us like, hey, if you want to do a season three, no. (laughs) It's done. I'm not standing outside in the cold watching football anymore. Um, So that's been done. Our podcast was released on Spotify and seems to be getting recognition from like people like Ava Duvernay, her company, mm. and directors that we talk about on the show. So me Neha, and Neha are now shitting ourselves, <laughs> like we probably yeah, to get better at jobs.
3: Now I can't say anything bad about anyone. I was going to
0: say. I mean, Neha you come into Rian Pictures on the podcast, yeah. and now you're working on the writers team? How did you feel when you first like joined the joined the company? Like, what you, what were your thoughts?
3: I thought I was so underqualified. <laughs> like, just be beyond, because you know you talked about all these people that you worked with, and like all of you do. So, I, my day job is not film. um so I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna be on this podcast, and I'm gonna be spewing shit, and no one's gonna like it's just it's just not gonna happen, but surprisingly, it was fine, and I hope I'm not spewing shit, so I mean, I think it's going okay, um, but it's been really nice yeah. i've um it's like the first group of only women that I've ever worked with on anything, and it's been really nice and supportive and um yeah, I'm having a great time, please don't fire me <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: Well, now that you mention it, I you today. Yeah. <laughs> to fire all of you collectively.
5: I love that you thought you were underqualified. And again, I sound designed the first
0: film.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even know how to go about doing that though. Like that's so impressive to me that you sound designed the first film. So Google,
0: yeah, that's the thing. Google, Google,
3: and uh, f- the the freest software.
0: It makes me laugh because like I said before, like when you train and train and train, there's still moments where I'm editing and I quickly go on YouTube and watch a two second oh, wow. tutorial yeah. to remember one thing <laughs> of like, that's so huge. And I just think, I'm such a fraud. Mm-hmm.
1: There's always more to be learned. Oh yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's always more. It's like podcasting. I have no idea. You told me three years ago that I'd have a podcast. I have no no idea what I'm doing. It's funny when I talk to people of an older age who don't understand podcasts. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm recording tonight. They're like, what are you recording? I'm like, my radio show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's what I tell people. <laughs> is that what you tell people too? Yeah. There you go. But let's alone. Um, and obviously we're coming to the end of this year, but what we have been doing is writing a web series, which has been really educational and fun we've got a writers team of like seven people neha's on it as well ashton is producing which is really exciting because i've never write wrote with a team before mm. um so it feels it feels weird but good yeah and that's coming to the end of this year six years doing this it's bizarre it's mad here's to another six with you guys mm. yeah. they're all like <laughs> no carrots <Karen." laughs> <laughs> This hobby cannot continue. <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: I think what's exciting though is that I think it's exciting that in six years we're going to be in a completely different place with Rhiam Pictures. Like, and we like, I in my mind don't know what that is yet, but it just mm-hmm. is very exciting.
0: Mm-hmm. I've got like a brief like outline of what I'd love to like mm. have an office with people working in it and like to be like just friendly and just. Creative and just having being able to open doors for people as well as opening the doors for yourself as well yeah which i think's great about it and the the amount of people we've worked with and like even female directors that we interview and just put on our website like that's another door being open for them Mm -hmm. and so that's really cool um i mean next year we're looking to do women in film events like with workshops and panels and stuff so i'm really excited about that and we've also got coming up for christmas coming out hopefully side hustle which is our web series and I'm hoping to do another documentary. I'm not going to say what it's about because it'll probably change. Um, it's about but... me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: the Ellie Golden conspiracy. and her sound design career. Oh, no. Short-lived sound
5: design career. <laughs> do you know that was funny legal like, battle? Not to, like, take this off on another tangent, but, like, it is quite funny because, like, I remember you being like, I'm going to, like, maybe start this thing and do you want to help? And then we got, like, IMDb credits and we thought we were, like,
0: that was it. Like, <laughs> yes. I remember that. And now it's
5: like six years later and
0: we're like, this is mad that it's like still. But it, it's funny because like you said, like those little things that like IMDB credits, festival laurels, or like just having a website, when they first happened, they were so huge mm-hmm. and exciting. And now it's just kind of like, because we've had them for a few years, like yeah. oh, another IMDB credit. Yeah. So like, I'm excited about the next thing that we're going to be excited about. And I just wonder what it is. So I'm hopeful. I mean, there's been so many times where I thought, oh, you know, I'm just going to pack it in. I'm gonna take a break. I'm gonna do something else. It was fun while it lasted, but I haven't won a Bafta, so clearly I'm not that good. And it's um, it's it's nice to not know what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have a brief idea, like we're working. T- we've got like a business plan for 2020 and things like that. 2020 sounds weird as well. Yeah, is that freaking yeah. anyone else out? Yeah. yeah, I'm not ready. 2020. I just Wait. say
5: 2020. <laughs> <laughs> That it feels normal.
0: <laughs> two zero it feels two normal. zero. <laughs> uh, twenty twenty. I feel like it's too trendy. I'm like I don't need
5: reminded that I don't have that
0: vision.
2: Oh dear! I love
4: it.
2: Um.
0: So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. What is um. What what will be will be I kind of think, but yeah, hopefully in six years you're all still working on projects. I hope so. Anyway. If Otherwise you haven't fired me, no one's <laughs> getting fired. <right>? <laughs> That's <laughs> never going to happen. I told you it only happened once. <laughs> no, twice because I fired that guy that called me honey. Just don't call me honey. You'll be fine. Good to know. This is a lesson to you all. um so what are you guys working on next? So let's just go around. Courtney, what are you doing next in 2020?
2: Um, I'm working on a museum exhibit in the town that I live in about um, Catholic and uh, Latino indigenous religions in, like, Central America. Cool. Sounds, yeah, sounds I'm doing yeah, the really design cool. for that. So not filmy, but very right up my alley. So I'm excited. Creative.
0: tip. <laughs> That's all, you yeah. know all good ashton what are you working on um trying to find a job <laughs> graduating is <laughs>
4: hard i mean i i love interactive film i'm trying to sort of keep my foot firmly in that because i think it's an incredible new side to film mm-hmm. so i'm trying to pursue that and just keep up with you guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: you're not going anywhere yet no how what about you
3: um so i am hopefully well i say hopefully i had the idea two days ago that i might want to go and do my master's so that could potentially be um next year and the bar that i live in so brent is now going to be um london's bar of culture for 2020 so i'm going to be volunteering for that i know none of you have been to brent but i I don't get it um so i'm really interested to see is
0: it it not cultural i
3: mean some of it is like you've got like Harlesden and kilburn but where i am is it shit yeah.
4: is it is Yeah. To be not fair, Hull, just one city of yeah, culture.
5: Yeah, so. it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My town is, right. uh, what, the eighth worst place to live in the UK? Uh, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, well, it was then, it was 15th, I don't know where it is now. <laughs> <laughs> She's
0: so It's like it dropped off the league table, that makes me so sad. I remember my hometown won first place for biggest car theft one year, and that was like, how big was the
5: car? How big was the car? You're so
0: cringy. Sorry, that's my favourite dad joke. Lauren, what are your plans for 2020?
5: uh 2020 um 2020 i am um, are you s- gonna finally finish the song for the podcast oh jesus i know <laughs> um right in my defense i work two jobs and here we go <laughs> <laughs> i used i've been off this week so i've recorded most of my ep um, that's an exclusive. And, Is it an uh, exclusive,
0: or are we going to hear it on a Golden's new EP? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows?
5: Uh, I've tried to make them like uh, less catchy, um, so <laughs> <to> she'll <literally laughs> stop stealing them. Um, no. Um, so I guess I'll be doing that. I obviously am making the music for this podcast at some point, and uh, yeah.
0: I don't
1: know. Cool. Doing stuff. Whatever will be. Will be. Dose what dose. about yourself, Erica? Uh, a, a lot of things, annoyingly. Um, well, you know, not annoying. Yeah. Next year, so I've, I've got um, a production company do um, theater things. So we've been doing um, sort of revivals of um, ancient Greek plays using an all-female or non-binary cast. So we'll okay. be doing another one probably in the spring, Um, I'm working quite a lot on my music. Um, so I released an album about a year ago and have done five music videos, well, no, six now, but this one is like a new set. So I'm basically working towards what will eventually be an album, but I'm going to release it sort of like every month or something like that Mm will be a new song. Um, and I'm also, (laughs) I'm actually doing my first sound design <laughs> <No way. laughs> um, and i'm a little bit nervous about it i mean if you I, need well, tips I don't let know me know much, I, oh, God. <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of googling happening like i i think yeah i'm i think it's I'm mostly i'm doing the music i think we're sort of i'm working with the director on, on yeah. the other sounds and stuff because again i don't know what i'm doing um but yeah basically scoring it which is going to be gonna be fun it's like um it's kind of a horror film so mm-hmm.
0: excited yeah. i'm excited i'm good that you girls are all still doing what you love and it's quite hard i think if you just carry on doing what you love it takes a lot of will and um, that's why it's not a hobby <laughs> there you go there you go i like that but no yeah i didn't think we'd be here six late, years later so i'm excited for the next six years ahead mm-hmm. and uh hopefully you girls are all here um, thanks so much for taking the time to come on the podcast I really appreciate it I know how busy we are with our hobbies and, uh, <laughs> thank you guys for listening whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple iTunes it would be great if you subscribe and like if you want to send in any tips for sound design we'd appreciate it yes please uh, <laughs> and we'll see you all next week bye guys Bye. bye, bye. bye.